It is enough of the music with the guitars. We're back as Black Life. It is a little bit of a rainy day today. How are you doing, Vil Marie? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm very good. We've got a guest in the studio with us today. How are you doing, Hart? All right, and yourself? I'm very good. Thank you. And uh, you're here today because? Well, we're going to talk about uh, road safety. Mm-hmm. Um, um, just to, to just it, being safe on the road yeah, in December. Because it's a problem. Well, Too many like, people yeah. on the road, and then they they like they do crazy things, especially like, in the rains. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there we go. Oh, really? Did you see just today alone? <laughs> people just should just eat pancakes on a okay. day like so this. So, what what is that people do that's crazy when it rains? Tell me, tell me, because I'm I'm always on the road, and I'm like, but why are we driving so much slower just because of a, a little bit of rain? Is that a, a a good thing or a bad thing? No, you What's need to on? slow down. You need to slow down, but like yeah. driving a twenty on the highway. No, is they get not brain safe. fade. Yeah, I think it's. They, they don't know how to deal with their vehicles on to, on, on wet roads. Mm-hmm. Go for and training. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you and need to slow down, but there is a, there is a too slow, right? That is actually unsafe. Yeah. Especially if you're in the I wrong think, lane. I think, you know, the, the speed limit, uh, the speed limit for too slow is 50. If I, it's 60 it, on the highway. No, for 50, it's, it's, uh, that's the slowest you can go. On the highway, you can mm. go 50 k's an hour. Yeah, but it has to be on the left hand side. Oh, I thought it was 60. On the fo- on the very far, you know, far left. You know what? Just to comment on that, because this is the I think the perception people have when it rains. Suddenly, you got to go 50. Mm. You don't have to. The key thing is to increase the following distance. Yeah. Mm. That's mm. the main thing. Just mm. increase that. You have time to stop if need be, and don't go into panic mode if something goes wrong. Yes. And slam on the brakes. And also, I mean, the, the important thing is make sure your tires are always actually like um, legal, legal, yes. and not worn out. That yeah. will help you actually be able to slow down in dry or wet conditions. Yeah, there's a reason that they don't drive with uh, slicks on the road. Yeah. Yes. Especially when it's wet. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, people need need to understand why do you need to have tread on your tires? It needs to push the water out. Somewhere, so it doesn't stay between the surface and the tire, and, and it's a very basic logic explanation. But you know, it needs to be there for it to work. Well, you heard it from Speed Queen herself. Yes. Just in case you're wondering, why do I need tread on my tires? <laughs> Lewis Hamilton won the Grand Prix, and he had no tread on slicks. <laughs> That's right. Different compound, people. Yeah. The tire warms up. It's in a safe condition environment. It's all. Everybody on on the racetrack is going actually one a professional way. racer. Yes. They're, they're quite predictable in exactly. that way. Exactly. And the conditions are predictable. Okay. So that's that's the main difference. The road's not predictable. Anyone tells me that is, is hasn't been in a yeah. some sort road. of an incident. Yeah, yes, exactly. or on the road. And okay, I think what people don't seem to realize is the the area of surface that your tires on the on. Uh, that's in contact with the road is the size of your palm of your hand. Yeah. Wow. At one time. Even if you're driving like one of those cars with the fat rims yes. and the fat wheels. Yeah. Still, Still. There's, there's only s- s- uh, a certain amount of um, contact yeah. at a certain time, and that's the only grip you have. Yeah. You know, use it wisely. And the more grip you've got, the more you know stability you've got on the vehicle, and you can get. And like Bumi said, you need your following distance to make sure that you stop in time. Okay, well we're going into the silly season right now. Everyone is saying December boss, and a lot of accidents seem to happen at this time of the year. Gert, what are some of the major causes that you've seen at this time of the year that you think people are not doing right or yeah. are doing wrong? Um, it's going to be a very much of a cliche, but mm. speed. It is mm-hmm. absolutely speed. Um, and uh, safe following distances. Okay. Um, what changes with speed at this time of the year? Um, 
impatient. You know, people want to go and leave. You know, they want to go on holiday. They want to get to their destination. And uh, they want to get there as early as possible. And I think what people seem to forget is once you're on leave, you know, you need to calm down, relax. That's why you want to go and leave. Mm. And rather get there on the other side safely and enjoy it with your family than being stuck in the uh, stress mode. Stress to get mode. There. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And get into an accident mm. and you're not going to enjoy your leave at all. Well, well I'm, I'm also guilty for that. Sorry, T. I mean, I, I want to, <laughs> I want to get there. Yeah. So yeah. I don't want to stop. I'm and with you there. Yeah. I'm trying not to make this trip too long because I don't <laughs> exactly. want to pay for a hotel overnight. Then, then people talk about exactly and that. And I don't want to get tired and be driving instead of a six hour journey. Now it's 12 or, or 10 hour journey. Whatever. And I'm yes. really tired. Yeah. Yeah. You don't, you want There's a reason you're tired. Uh, yes, but I mean, look, I'm guilty for this, I know, but we also, you gotta understand, people need to understand that they, am I right, um, had that you gotta take breaks, like resting breaks. To. Yeah. And, and, and I'm not sure what the times well, slots are. Well, what we would suggest is that you, you plan your route. And, um, it's going to take you an X amount of time to get to a certain point. And, um, and, and the general rule of thumb is that every two hours, you need to get, you know, take, uh, get off the highway, take a break, 10, 15 minutes, go to the toilet, get a cup of coffee, whatever the case might be. Um, and then just, um, even if it's a five minute walk, just a yeah, you know, just to get, yeah, just get some oxygen back into the brain, you know, because you, you, you get tired, you get monogamous, you know, you, the sound of the wheels on, on, on the, on the highway actually is hypnotizing. And, um, so surely then music would be a helpful thing. Very much so. Very yeah. much so. Um, Listen fish, to your you know, favorite depends playlist. Depends on the kind of music. <laughs> yeah. No classical. <laughs> oh, come on. You know, actually classical has been proven to help you yes, with concentration. Yes, it's something yes. that I listen to when I'm trying to learn my words, for example, if I've got a big script. Just, just a tip. So for all of you who are studying, listen to classical music. Hip hop's not going to help. <laughs> and also, like you say, when we say plan your roots, um, I mean, this time of the year, um, I know it's bad coming back normally when there is roadworks. For example, going to Cape Town oh is normally Lord, the worst for those. Yeah. My word, it's already such a long trip. Mm. Then they have such big sections where they're busy with. So uh, Eastern yeah, Cape yeah. is even worse. Mm. Yeah. If it's not the potholes, it's the roadworks. Yeah. Yes. But that's and why it's essential to, to plan your route mm-hmm. to make sure that you, you are aware of all the roadwork that's mm. going on. And if there's alternatives that you may take. Um, and then, and subsequently also make sure that you take your breaks in between. Yes, it might take you a little bit longer to get there, but you know, rather safe than Better sorry. Better late than never. Exactly. Where can you check those roadworks? Um, on, the, uh, on, funny enough, on the Sandral, um, Sandral. on the Sandral website, you'll be able to see what, what roads are being upgraded, um, and what roadworks are going. A lot of people might think, like, especially now that you're discussing going onto the Sunrail website, if I go on the roads that have no tolls, for example, um, the lesser used roads, there'll probably be less traffic. No. I won't have to pay as much tolls. But what are the pros, if you will, of going on the roads with tolls? Um, again, I think it's um, time. Sure, yeah. it's just a shorter. It's, yeah, and it's it's a more direct route. Yeah. Okay. And usually, you guys are on those routes more than you are. Yeah, we do, we do run a um, visibility program where we've got certain um, places where we stand down and make sure that you know we are visible uh, with the police, with the traffic officers. So it's like a it's a, com- a combined effort. Yeah, you guys at the moment have some sort of a awareness campaign going. Correct. Yeah, we're running a awareness campaign on the N3, on the N1. And N4 
you know, uh, covering by basically all the the um, major highways. What okay. does that entail? You just basically cover it so you guys don't go on holiday. You are there while we driving or having exactly. a break. Yeah. You're sitting there working. Yeah. Now we've got teams available. Now we've got teams available. <laughs> you say that like it's such a negative thing. We are also here most of the time when other people are having a break. But I think, you know, to say that as well, it might be worthwhile if you are taking a break to think about taking a break after everyone else has taken theirs. Like the, the beaches are so much emptier around mid-Jan. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's oh. out of season and you yeah. know the cost of, of getting accommodation also, also better. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Flights are cheaper. But yeah. it's too late now. I think Food everyone's planned their thing. Everyone's it out is. There. Have you noticed? Go to Cape Town, they pull out a different menu. Suddenly it's like, yeah. it's more expensive. I try to avoid the Cape Towns, the Durbans of this world in December. Just so where do you go? I either uh, go to Romania. Oh, okay, I'm so sorry. Or Mauritius or... No, like I remain here. And there remains there. Yeah, that's right. I remain here. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the party. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I tend me. to stay in Joburg because it's a great place, actually, around this time you of the year. Like, try to convince yourself of that. Oh, really? Yeah. Look, you know what? Actually, he's, he's, he's on to something. Yeah. Because normally, in, uh, this time of year, Joburg's empty. Everyone's gone to the coast or to the. To the you know what I'm there. saying? They've gone back home. All well, those people who are not from here have gone to where they be. Well, <laughs> I'm not going to say where they belong, but where they are from. Well, I Let's tried nice. to hire a car in Cape Town. There is nothing oh, available on. to hire. That, that was, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, so, I mean, oof, then we're going to be in queues there, but you know, I'll stay in my little house and just. You got a holiday do home there, right? You're going to stay at your, Well, you know what's nice is pad. when you have friends in Cape Town okay, yeah. going away giving you their house, so that's a bonus. Also, the, the friends in Cape Town have also decided to, to leave Cape to, Town because to it's too much for them <laughs> exactly as well, right? This time of the year. No, it's too late back there, They need a bit more excitement. They, go, <laughs> they, go, they come to Joburg. Yeah, they come to Joburg. <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to look after their cats. With and my other half Okay And chill Yeah Because that's all you're going to be able to do Like don't even bother going to a beach There's no space No I don't think it's like Durban's worse Cape Town's not like that No Durban is worse But Cape yes. Town is getting that bad Yeah We'll see I'll tell you when I come back Alright cool You won't even have a tan But I'll send you photos in the meantime It's better just Just to make you here. jealous it's just like tea, yeah. <laughs> yeah send us photos Like those Instagram pics Of food And and yes. stuff you can even use Cupcakes. other people's you can even use other people's photos you know that right <laughs> just, just insert oh yourself just. okay well anyway Gert, other tips I mean you, we've spoken about a safe following distance about speed about resting um, do you think that a lot of the things that people are doing as well on the roads during the December time is they're leaving either too early in the morning or too late at night just to try and avoid that traffic which sometimes affects them fatigue wise um, you know, I'm, I'm personally, I like to get into, onto the road quite early okay. um, to avoid What's most quite of the early traffic. for you? About 4.30. Yeah, in the morning. Right. It's a good yeah. time, that. Better make sure you had some proper rest, though. It's not like you're, you're oh, leaving yeah. straight from the party. But then again, you know, the night before, you know, you can't hardly sleep because you're so excited to go. Um, but, yes, essentially, you know, you still you need to make sure that you get uh, the, uh, the necessary rest before you do your long trip. And would you agree it helps to have a, a partner to... Release you with the driving. I mean, that also helps time wise. You don't waste too much time and the yeah. other half can, can drive too. Mm. That's if you trust them. I think that's necessary as well. Yeah. But, but you know, there's something I, I want to say them. about, <laughs> about kids. Um, that, and I see so many people, parents do this and it drives me insane is they don't, 
um, the kids are running around literally loose in the back of the car. They're not tied up or whatever you want to call it. What's the right word? <laughs> buckled in. <laughs> buckled in no. Tie those kids up to the back seat. Yeah, uh, they're yeah. not buckled up. Something happens, and I mean, had you would know better. I mean, it's horrific they, accidents. They with do kids. take a lot of your attention away, though. Sometimes also, it's kids, distracting. Just like being, yeah. Are we are there yet? Yeah. yeah. Um, what, the whatever loose object is in your in the back of the vehicle, and you slam on anchors, whatever the weight of it is, um, you times it by ten. So, as a, if a kid uh, weighs say mm. fourteen kgs, you know, that's, a, that's 140 kgs. Coming from the back to smack you in the back of the head. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Or, or go through the windscreen. Or go through the windscreen. Exactly. Um, so you know, people need to to, to take that into consideration. Mm. Um, mm. You know, safety of yourself, safety of the people that's in the car with you. Uh, so it plays a big role. You know, those. You know, I, I can understand. You know, having kids myself. You know, having the kids buckled yeah. up for two, Talk three, to us four about hours. That. How do you do that? Because I find that that's probably one of the hardest things for, especially I suppose maybe first time parents to like. Yeah. Actually enforce the rules But you're mm. the parent right You are supposed to enforce the rules like, And you've seen worse scenarios I mean, yeah, I like mean we've, we've dealt with, with kids That have gone through the windscreen And uh, hit their heads against the yeah. dashboards And they got brain damage you know, it's, it, it, it's really sad you know And it could. And the thing about it is could be, It could have been avoided mm. um, you know, plan, Again planning your route Making sure that you stop every two hours you mm. know, And then that gives the kids also time to. I suppose, you know, especially when you have kids Exactly yeah, yeah when you have kids maybe you just need to plan better Right, yeah, and exactly. you actually need to just stop. But you do need to be a good parent by what by hook or by crook, making sure that that kid stays in their baby seat or their child yeah. seat, or if they're too big for that, just staying in the seat buckled up. We used to actually train, uh, train well, I don't want to say train our kids, you know, it sounds so bad, but we've no, actually really. uh, <laughs> got to train them. <laughs> Manipulate like them. you train a dog, yeah. oh, oh. Well, not manipulate. You What's train the your word? Body, uh, you train your kids. You, yeah. yeah, But we've 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 conditioned them in such a way that when we get into the car and my wife and myself do not have our safety belts on, they would say, "Please put your safety belt on." Mm. So you know, it it comes like you said, it comes down to the parent to take the authority and say, "This is how it's going to be," you know, and it's not it's there for their own safety. Bribe them. That's the word I was looking for. Bribe. Yes. That's your parenting. Ins- well, call it incentive. Okay, yeah. that's better. Incentivize yeah. them. Yeah. Well, the problem with the, 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 that <laughs> approach is, what are you going to do at sixteen? Eh? Uh, uh, mm, yeah. Put the fear of the Lord in you <laughs> from day one. Make sure that when you say, "I'm speaking for the second time," I don't speak on the third. They know. Am I correct? Huh? What will really. you? Yeah. Are you? Will you no. give a hiding? Me, will I give a hiding? If I have to, why, why am I gonna, sp- uh, spare the rod and spoil the child? What would you rather have? A, a, a child in, I'm happy to give a hiding. in, in, in prison for the rest <laughs> of their lives because they never knew how to be behaved or just yeah, every now and good. again someone got a bit of a smack and now they're just normal human beings. I'm sorry guys. Uh, that's how I think most of us grew up and. Yes, we're, I did. We're generally I'm, okay. My mom broke a wooden spoon <laughs> on my butt. Wow. So. Okay. No, I've got the hidings. Was um, that before or after you started doing squats? <laughs> what do you know about my squats? <laughs> oh, you know, I mean like rock hard glutes. What, what do you break? know about know, my glutes? I don't, I don't know. Tamisha, you're giving too much away here. Yeah. <laughs> breaking wooden spoons on butts. This is like... Oh, to do. I see. Okay, I see. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> moving swiftly along. Moving swiftly along. Yeah, I think children need discipline. I think that... Mm-hmm. Um, you have to decide how you're going to uh, to do it, um, but if you're going to be the kind of person who's like, oh, we'll just see, you know, sometimes they can't be reasoned with. 
Mm. They're too young. I know. I mean, no, I don't see. No, Sam, but some kids just have tantrums. Let them yeah. have it in the back and and don't let them manipulate you. Because I see how many kids do that with their parents. Start screaming and then mom just wants to like get them to quiet down mm. and will do anything for them. I think it's wrong. Let them yeah. scream. Isn't it amazing how the two people with no children are giving? Yes, advice. the best yeah. advice. This, this is how I handle I have my a children. lot of friends with kids. I <laughs> <laughs> babysit. Um, had I want to ask you a little bit. Uh, if something happens now on the road, for example, let's say basic things like uh, the driver's uh, suddenly has got a sugar crash, whatever you call it. What would you call that? Um, um, going to your sugar diabetes or, or something uh, like know, that. How how would, must they handle it? How must the people with them? Um, you know, depending on what the situation is, um, what I would suggest is that you on your cell phone, obviously, have uh, goes with the planning. Make sure that you've got a number for a service yeah. that you getting can get in contact with, and then they can you know they can send help as soon as possible. Um, you know, looking at the sugar thing, you know, you, you wouldn't know because you would have to do a, you know, a few tests to make sure that this, this person is going yeah. into a, a, a well, sugar Well, you'll see problem. them veering on the road. I mean, yeah, that's, that's the first sign, yeah. obviously. That could, that could, again, could you know, that could drive. be a, that could be a. Well, don't drive then, <laughs> yes. <laughs> that could be a various reasons for that to happen. I mean, um, I think one of the other reasons that we need to consider is also uh, people being under the influence. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. But I know for myself, if you mm-hmm. don't eat properly, um, I, I tend to feel my sugar. I can feel it with driving. Your concentration's not there. Mm-hmm. Your eyesight's not there. Am I no. right? Mm-hmm. It, you can't see as clearly. And and what about people? How do you know that you are? What's the English word? Just say and I'll tell you. Night you are blind. night blind. Oh, so that's direct. Okay, donkey. <laughs> Anything else? Yes, I've got okay. other words. I know you're going to rap for us in Afrikaans. Just now, I just can't now. wait. Just wait. Just wait. Just <laughs> wait. So how, how do you know? if you, Because I tell you, I am convinced people around us, I'm talking our friends or whatever that I've driven with, and I don't do that easy, um, uh, are night blind. And then they refuse point blank to admit that they are. How would you know if you are? Um, you, would, you would have to go for testing to, make, you know, to, to check your vision capability. So it's not something that you could like assess. You would, you know, you would you would see um, your vision deteriorating, uh, especially at night. Uh, you won't be able to read. Squinting, yeah. serious squinting yeah. for lights, I suppose. Eh? And for the oncoming cars, yes, it, uh, they would appear to be in your lane. You know, they they also give you an indication. Okay, listen, maybe I'm not. Yeah, this your focus is not correct. Yes, but they they can correct it. You know, there's there's glasses that you can wear for night visions. Yeah, and um, uh, it it does help. And what happens if someone's now? I mean, the person driving goes into. I mean, I'm giving an extreme scenario. Gets a heart attack. Or, oh my god. You're just uh, coming up with these extremes. Oh my goodness. But these hap- but the, it happens and, and then the people in the car, you know. Oh my goodness. How do you, how do you deal with that as a passenger? Yeah. Again, well? I think, you know, you need to, again, um, goes down, comes down to planning. The, with, whoever's within the family, somebody, somebody's going to have to take charge and then take the phone and phone for help. Uh, clearly you're not going to be able to deal with that situation on your own. And then, you know, if you haven't done CPR, you don't know what the process of CPR is, I would suggest that you, you know, get yourself trained up because, you know, that is a life-saving uh, is, there, is there no, like, CPR tips that you can give us or you're allowed to give us, you know, over the radio for if someone needs oxygen or they need... Yeah, you know, again, who carries oxygen with them? 
Oh, th- that's a good point. Can you not carry oxygen with you? No. Well, you know, no, I'm cert- you know, certain people can if they have, if they have been diagnosed with COPD or any chronic yeah. um, lung diseases. Yeah, and you have they do like, carry it. You know the basics of how and to carry oxygen around. Yeah, you know, oxygen but then again, you know, you yeah, just, just putting oxygen on uh, onto this patient or this person is not, not necessarily is not might not necessarily do the trick. You know, so the life saving skill of CPR is really, really um, a huge advantage. And it's not an expensive course or thing to do, is it? No, not you know, I don't have pricing with me right now, but no, it's not that's not expensive. So where can people go to, to um, find out? Um, there's various places that you can go through. You know, all the um, um, private medical um, services do cater for that. Um, ER24 has got their own training facility that uh, teaches, teaches teaches CPR. Should be like a team building thing, don't you think? Instead of everyone like should know instead of advanced driving. Shooting. For advanced driving, let's go like blow air into each other's mouths. Sounds like fun. <laughs> Sign me up. When are we going? Well, you know what? You're gonna say thank you for the if you doll. the day you need. It's a doll anyway. Yeah. Yeah. No, okay. no one doll, said doll. anything doll. about oh each God. other. And then you get that 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 work colleague with the halitosis. Like, oh, oh man, no. why me? Let him go after you. <laughs> but but here's a question that I wanted to ask. What is a number that people can call? An easy number if they're on the road and they have an emergency, or even at home, by the way. Well, zero eight four one two four. I mean, what's that? Zero eight four one two four. I need to save that too. Yeah, you do. And then <laughs> there is a trick that that I've heard people do. On your phone, you must have a few numbers that say ICE, right? Yeah, in case, in of, case emergency. of emergency. Mm. Do you guys look through that? I mean, like I'm we do, mm-hmm. but you know, with all the smartphones nowadays, it's 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 fairly fairly difficult to go through because you have to put in a, your thumbprint or a yeah. sequence on the phone. So it won't be that easy with all the new. This is quite, you know, I mean, for the guys out there who. Um, for whatever reason, your wife doesn't have your, 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 your code to get into your phone. This, this might be the thing that, that might <laughs> you save your life sharing. or take your life. We you decide. <laughs> there's also a new, uh, Stop your nonsense and share your pen. <laughs> Imagine you just had an accident and that's when she Sharing's opens your scary. phone up and then it's like, she's oh gonna my leave God, you. <laughs> who's, who's this chick? I'm not calling ER24. No, I'm uh. leaving it right here. Walk away. No, that's um, bad. We've also got a new program that we're running that you actually get like a, a barcode on your on the windscreen or any place in your car, and um, the service, uh, whatever service arrives on scene, they have uh, their phones that can read the barcode, and the barcode will give you all the details. Medical the, aid you know, number. Your medical aid number. Oh, you know, medical fantastic. aid details. Um, yeah. So where do I get this barcode? That's well, it's it's given to you. Uh, you know, it will be printed and given to you. From where? Well, Do you go to ER or? Well, you know, uh, from your medical aid. No, you can get it for your medical aid. We, we're running through through Discovery, uh, MediHelp. There's quite a few that we're running with. So, phone your. Can they find the medical aid to find out about the barcode? They can actually just download it. It's an app that they can download. It's called Be Safe. Oh, okay. Well, so, there you go. Well, that's great. Be Safe <laughs> that app. Helps. Yes, and then um, obviously then the barcode put it on the car. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, oh. yeah. They get can, it printed can, on the sticker. You can print it on your car, and then all your medical details. And you can put as many people as you want on there. Well, that's actually fantastic. People don't know this. Yeah. I didn't know this. Yeah, so it's captured, and then so if someone like you would come onto the scene, mm. then um, you know all the the necessary what, medical what, you know, history. It goes from your blood type to any allergies that you might have. 
Um, actually, the B-side also has a little armband that you can yeah. wear that does exactly the same thing. Oh, well, there you go. I mean, I, I was saying earlier, it's not something you want to just bring up, but we're talking about extreme scenarios. A friend of ours um, has got asthma, and... Um, he tried, he went into like, what do you call it? Got an asthma attack, tried to use mm-hmm. his, his little pump and mm. nothing worked. Oh my goodness. So that's, that's a nightmare. The, well, the repercussion of that is, is huge because he's still in an ICU. Um, ICU. He's still um, being sedated and basically in a coma because of that. So now, I mean, these are things, firstly, would you agree? People obviously have to remember to take this with and all the necessary stuff on holiday yeah. if you are an asthma. Especially, you yeah. know, we've, we found it numerous occasions that people forget their, their heart medication, their asthma medication, they forget it at home and they think, oh, well, I'll get it when I, I'll get it when I get back home. Or on the other side and then what? You yeah. know, if someone doesn't have it, then. Yes, exactly. So, you know, you, you really need to make sure that you take your medication with. Especially if it's something that could be fatal to, Essential, you, to yeah. you, yes. Take all your medication with you in the car. Yeah, extra if you have to. Goodness. Or on the plane. What if you're on? Yeah, what? On a plane yeah, ride? what? Oh, but in your suitcase, it's fine. They won't check it. Just not hand luggage. Yeah. No, they will. I mean, hand luggage is oh. fine up to a certain amount. I'm I think. don't think you can take pills on on hand luggage. Can you? You can. I'm I, not I don't know if that's sure allowed because we're talking drugs here. I mean, then, then they have to. Yeah. You know what? As long as Actually, the customs a, will go through it, and if you've got if you're a, a, more a than certificate a, or yeah. something. But if you've got more than the um, allowed amount, they will actually confiscate it. Yeah. Okay. Plus, if but I know that if you have a doctor's letter yeah. that justifies what yeah. the medication is, then it should be fine. Mm. So people don't go on the plane with your necessities, and then they end up throwing it away, like they threw away my very expensive shampoo. One. Was it in a bottle? You know what? Woman's shampoo? Yes. It's an oversized bottle and it was full. On, it was an accident. Was it wasn't, I, I can't you remember. You were not going to Cape Town because, you know, no. clearly not. I, I can't remember, but it was in my hand luggage and they said, sorry, no, and threw it away. I was very upset. Our stuff is not cheap, by the way. Okay. <laughs> Our shampoo. Yeah, we should add that, like, in this whole safety message. <laughs> women's stuff is not cheap. Okay. <laughs> You're going to consider that important when your wife's hair goes all. Well, just get it on the other <laughs> Pack it in your suitcase, yes. woman. Damn it. Take extra, extra stuff, ladies. But here's the other thing, right? Um, a lot of people go on holiday and uh, speaking of uh, medication, they go on holiday to foreign countries where the medication is called something else or it actually is something else. No. Like Disprin is not Disprin overseas, right? Yeah, well, Desprin, you know, throughout the world, Desprin will be known as aspirin. Aspirin. Yeah, so. Paracetamol. Yeah. Is like yeah, so you just look at the generic and you'll you know, familiarize yourself with what your, what your medication, uh, the generic is, and then you would be able to find it. Yeah, because this is obviously, I mean, medication's a problem going overseas, because there they check yeah. everything. Yeah. Sniffing dogs, the whole works. Oh my goodness, you're scaring so, me now. So there you got to have your medic, but you staying Romano or what was it? So R- you're okay. Romania. Oh, I'm Romania. going to Romania. <laughs> I'm going to Romania. You're going to Romania. Right? I don't check yeah. those things here in, in Romania. I want to, from my side, Had, would you agree? Um, I, I don't know if what you guys have found maybe have contributed to accidents just based on, let's say, the equipment. What a lot of people don't do with their cars and that when they travel. Oh, um, check. Is go and check 
take your car in. I know. High pressure. S- exactly. Mm. You um, know what? Groupon's got so many specials on just Turn balancing and alignment. Yeah. You mm. know? Yeah. Take it. Go do it. It's 300 bucks at the most. You know that your car, they check for uh, punctures or they check for alignment. They check for um Brakes, Trade very important brakes. as well. Most all, people don't check their brakes. Yeah. Uh, most people don't service their cars. Come on, guys, go out there, service. If you're going to take your car on a long distance trip, and I'd say a long distance trip is anything up post. 100 Ks is already. Yeah, post yeah. one hour, hour on the yeah. road. Like, yeah. just take it in. If you haven't taken it yeah. in recently. That Absolutely. Is. Your, t- your trade's gotta be right. Your pressures. People don't, re- they, and people just to say that, it doesn't help you drive 10 or 20 kilometers and only then check your tire pressure. You yeah, gotta check it cold. straight away while it's cold. cold. Mm. So the first changes. Thing, right? Yes. Does it, it help changes. to do it the night before? Yes. Well, just consider if it's, obviously it's summer now, so it's okay. Night or morning is fine. It's pr- pretty similar to the day. It's, it's only when you start driving, your tire warms up, your tire pressure changes. It inflates the tire. It tells you that it's 2.5. Meantime, it's 2.1. So what do you recommend? Let's say I'm going on holiday. I'm leaving four o'clock in the morning. As soon as I, the, the closest garage to my yeah. home. As, as quickly as you can, check, fill up, do all those things. But the, the most important thing is tire pressure because that affects how the, the tire handling. risk, the handling. It affects how the tire handles when you brake in an emergency mm-hmm. situation. Especially if you've got a boot full of luggage. Exactly. Okay. All of that. All right. So it doesn't help to make it too flat. Um, uh, uh, it can rather be a little bit too hard than too flat. Okay, well, we're going to go for a short musical break. When we come back, we're going to be giving away 20 Big Mac meals. Don't go anywhere. It's not a lot that you've been saying, but I can tell from your body language. Okay, let's talk about it. It is about it. Say that I play too much When I get too close I'ma touch that subject I can read your body No sit With all that yapping Need less talk And a little more action Yeah Now girl keep it G Know you speak a little freak I can hear it in your accent Said tell me Can you understand my language If you try and ride Just stay in my lane There's no other way To explain it and lame it Who you came with It's not a lot That you've been saying
it under the covers. Listen, you ain't gotta say too much. Body Language, Kid Inc. featuring Asha. Was it the other way around? Asha featuring Kid Inc. Body Language, baby. Speaking of body language and all things nice, who have you got on the phone? We've got Mom Pierre. How are you doing, Mom Pierre? Hi, how are you? I'm very good on yourself. Um, I, I'm ecstatic. I'm so excited. There's so much going on, so much activity, so much vibe. Um, right here at Clearwater Mall. We just opened the McDonald's, the first yeah. one in the mall. The first it's one at Clearwater. It's about time, yeah. don't you think? Customers were saying we had about a thousand customers over the last two weeks saying, "When are you opening exactly?" Wow. Okay. Well, we've so, got yeah. Marie in the studio with us, and Gert, we're going to be asking okay. a few questions. So we're giving away a couple of Big Mac meals uh, for uh, the Clearwater Mall McDonald's. Am I correct? Yes, that's right. All right. So our callers or our listeners, all they have to do is either hit us up on our WeChat or hit us up on Twitter. You can either hit me up, that's at Dimitri Masha or at SA Speed Queen, and uh, we will give you those codes so that you can go through to the Clearwater Mall and get yourself some Big Mac meals, medium meals, of course. We don't, we're not trying to make people. What's, what's in the meal? What's in the meal? Yeah. Yeah. What's in the what meal? What is a Big Mac meal? What is a Big? <laughs> I don't know. She doesn't know. I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> Well, let me come in there. A Big Mac meal, obviously, we have our 10 to 1 meat, which is just um, a little bit different from the quarter pounder meat. So it's, it's very delicious. There's two of those. We have some pickles in there. We have some lettuce. Our Big Mac sauce is done really well. And uh, it's, a, it's actually a bun, and it's got a little bun in between. It's very different from any other burger out there, I'm sure, visually and otherwise. It tastes delicious. Those who've had one um, are hooked for life. And uh, that meal is going to be the burger itself, some chips or cr- uh, fries, as we call them at McDonald's, but yeah. it's one of the same. And uh, we'll also offer a drink to go with that. So it's a full meal after that. I, I'm not sure if you need anything else. Okay. Because uh, um, honestly, a lot of people enjoy it. And that's what we're offering for uh, those customers that do call through. Um, we're so excited and we can't wait. Have you guys got a drive through I beg your pardon? Have you guys got a drive through I can't hear you, sorry, sir. Have you got? Have you got a drive through? <laughs> oh <laughs> it's, it's my Dimisha. word! Mom, come on, it's Dimisha. Uh, have you guys got a drive through? We don't have a drive through. It's a mall store. Thank you okay. for that opportunity. It's a mall store. Um, so we're basically in the mall. We're in the food court, right where the action is happening. Okay. We're right awesome. next to the movies, escalators, ATMs, and um, next to the kiddies playground. So how would so you recommend we, uh, people taking a Big Mac meal into the movies? Like any tricks that you worked get on? Get a big handbag. <laughs> <laughs> I've done it. Oh, you yeah, have. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Well, one thing is quite interesting. A friend of mine said to me the other day, you know what I love about a Big Mac? Because he, he, he travels around the country quite a bit, so he uh-huh. goes around our, our restaurants. And he says, you know, one thing about McDonald's 
the systems are so intense and so stringent. I mean, what goes into making that burger, the food quality control. Um, when they're not right, we discard them. We've got a holding time. If they're not bought in a certain time frame, they, they, they actually get discarded. We throw a lot of food away because we're really interested about bringing value to the clients. But what he said to me was so interesting. Was he said that um, he said to me that uh, uh, what I like about Big Mac is that you could actually be driving somewhere and have it, and you won't. You won't actually spill anyway. Someone's so stealing a big neck there. <laughs> yeah. I'll try that then. <laughs> okay, now tell us, uh, Mumpia, you just opened your, your store. We're going to have you in the, in the studio next week to talk about what it takes to actually open a McDonald's or a franchise of that nature. How long has a journey been for you before you uh, got to the point from where you started, you had this dream, and now you've finally opened your own store? Well, you know, I'll tell you something. Um, you know, food industry, obviously, this is, I think, I believe in it. I think a lot of people take time to, to go out and eat with their family. Um, it's been quite a journey. You know, McDonald's a nine-month process, hey? Um, it's a little bit different from the other franchises where they train you, you know, for a different mm. shorter time. With mm. nine months, we have different exams. I had to go through files and files. I felt like I was in school again. Yeah. So, you know, you get training, you get trained. Um, to make sure that the quality of the food that you're going to be providing when you own your own store and you get that key, you're on your own, hey? Mm. You put a huge investment and you need to be able to take care of your inventory. I know that they're very specific. It's quite nice to to see because, for example, for them to just come here and talk about McDonald's as a brand, um, they have specific spokespeople as well. I mean, what do you call it? Spokesperson. Yeah. Um, spokespeople is uh, good. Same. Yeah. One, one or two, <laughs> one or two people, as far as I know, at head office that's allowed to even do that for them. Um, and they're the same now when we did the toy run. I don't know if you guys were in the toy run. Um, yes, yes. Yeah. They had, for a rattle. Co- correct. Like the head office did, yes. did quite a nice thing with um, Irene McDonald's. Yes. Um, where they gave, I think they wanted, I think over 700 bikes went through in an hour through the drive through. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, and they gave little, uh, they gave hampers with meals and toys and, um, and donated. So it was, it was incredible to, to see. I mean, I saw some of the footage as well. Um, well done, you know, and, and they. Well, thank you. Yeah, I think it's really good what McDonald's overall is doing. And like you said, not just anyone can, can open a franchise. Yeah, I mean, I do think there are some amazing people. Um, never say never. If you really believe in it and you really think that it's for mm-hmm. you and what we call ketchup in your blood, you know, <laughs> look at a, <laughs> good. look at a, a McDonald's franchise. Um, they really certainly opened and um, passion is the number one thing to success. You know, the truth of the matter is nobody actually owns uh, market share. That thing is gone anymore. You know, the, right now, the consumer is the one picking where to eat. What we mm. want to win at McDonald's, what we focus on, is not we don't want necessarily market share. We don't even own it. Even if we claim to, I don't think we can. Mm. Customers just, we just own the amount of time a customer comes to your restaurant and the spend. So what we're, we're trying to focus on um, here at for instance, Clearwater, is we're really trying to focus on, on how we uh, make the uh, experience for the customer memorable okay. so they come back again and they bring their family and they, they really enjoy being with us and, and enjoying our food. That's really what matters to us. How did you come about to choose uh, Clearwater as uh, a location for your new McDonald's? 
Oh, yay! Woohoo! <laughs> I love it. We're loving it. <laughs> okay. So what happened there? I mean, you could have chosen anywhere to put your McDonald's, but you, cl- you chose Clearwater. And, of course, they didn't have one. But what were some of the criteria that you thought about in terms of this is where I need to, to go and put my McDonald's as opposed to another place, uh, somewhere maybe even closer to home? Uh, I know that you're in uh, Pretoria, but why did you cl- choose Clearwater? Well, I did indicate, you have to kind of indicate that early. I think it's very good to be transparent with your, um, the headquarters or the head franchise or, um, mm-hmm. in saying where you want to be because you have to be honest because, you know, there's no such thing as, um, you're going to a restaurant or your own business, any business. You don't go there, you will not see the results. It's yeah. a proven fact that where the owner operates or is there more often the visibility and all of overall morale, and the, um, the success of the restaurant is far more, uh, uh, you know, visible, um, whether it's sales or otherwise. So, yeah. you know, it's really, really important to make sure that you are going to be able to uh, be there. There are some people who, like, own stores in Cape Town and they're sitting out here in, in Johannesburg. Mm-hmm. It's a personal choice. But it does limit the time that you can go there. You have to think of family time. You've got to mm-hmm. think of your kids. There are these different considerations. If the kids are under certain age, some, some parents may not want to run a 24-hour drive through and worry about different things that we offer, like Mac Cafe, which is more the coffee offering and the cakes and whatever, and worry about the other things. Well, my store is just focused on, you know, the storefront. We do offer some muffins and donuts and other things like that, but we don't have another area for that. So, you know, these are the things you have to think about. You have to think long and hard. It's an investment and uh, and see what will work for you. But there are many, many brands. And I think if you're honest with the brand up front, you will get what you want. And you, it's, a, it's a communication. They want a passionate person because who wants to get their brand hurt? And then you want to make money and do well and be affiliated with a brand that supports you. Mm-hmm. Okay. So team effort. And I think if you go in there with that attitude, you will win. All right. Well, before we say goodbye to you, we just want to know, where are you going to be spending your December holidays? McDonald's, <laughs> water. Woohoo! All right, thanks very much, my Pierre. I mean, I love you. Camp out here. All right, well, we'll be coming to see you later on. I'm going to be there for about so. 3 p.m. Yeah, um, that's right. Why you want your Big Mac? <laughs> Nice one. You're not allowed to have Tomisho. Yeah. I so call in so you can join Tomisho here. He's coming. Right. I, I love the ketchup in the blood. Awesome. That's quite a, yeah, quite a nice saying. All right. Well, we'll see you later. Thanks very much. And next week, um, we're hoping to have you on the show because we want to talk a little bit more about the business of business and how you got into business and uh, really inspiring other people who might be in a similar situation, who might be even thinking of opening up some sort of franchise on how to do that. Wow. Awesome. I'm looking forward to us learning all from each other and inspiring each other. Awesome so stuff. I'm excited. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll see you later. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. <laughs> so, Vilmarie, you yourself um, are on some sort of course. Are you allowed to talk about that just yet or, or, or not really? With McDonald's? Mm. Um, I, yeah, I think I can. You know, they've started small. What we're doing for them is we're helping them with their delivery service. Okay. So there is certain sections where they've actually started it. It's just a very small rollout. We teaching the riders, you know, so that they can be competent oh, and safe. And actually, you know. let's talk about that for a second because there are a lot of riders on the road and uh, people on motorbikes. You see them all the time delivering food and that sort of thing. Mm. Um, 
A lot of those guys trained at all in terms of riding the motorcycles and knowing how to make sure that they're safe and other road users are safe. I can tell you, being in the industry, that um, maybe not even ten percent of delivery, oh yeah, um, delivery companies, food stores, and those guys actually teach the the riders and drivers. Or, or send them for training. They don't. They seem mm. to think that, and, and this is a scary part. Um, I had a client who, you know, they want to create jobs in that, in this environment. Um, they, they want to make them a delivery rider or driver. It doesn't matter who you are. Create a job, which is great in theory. But this person has to be on that motorcycle scooter between six and eight hours a day. That's a long, that's so, a long day. So the little bit you spend in your car, how many close calls or, or things do you have where you realize, oh my word. Just you a know? 30 minute trip. So now exactly. So put that person for those amount of hours on the road without training. What are you thinking? You know mm, what I mean? It's going to happen sooner or later. With the stress of to deliver on time. Absolutely. Because quite frankly, if I get my pizza an hour after I've ordered it, I don't want you, it anymore. You're already upset. And the poor guy tried his best and he's now there. Now you're screaming at him. You don't even want to pay. And and he's despondent going back, not paying attention. Whatever the case might be, mm. these guys are mm. not getting proper training. So for me to see what McDonald's is doing is phenomenal because they're spending their own money okay. to teach the riders so they can be safe yes. delivery guys. Okay. For them, All and right. they're not spending a little bit. You know, they're yeah. really investing. They're helping with their learners. They're helping. Uh, um, obviously, we're helping them physically, practically training, and then from there on, improving on it. Because you can't just put someone on a beginner course and say, "Okay, you're ready to b- do a job." You exactly. Now you can write. I mean, you know, when you when you put someone in a car to get their license, now you can pass your license because you're on a specific course. That does not mean you are competent. Okay. And this is a big difference in doing it as a social thing and as a for a job. Well, here's the thing, right? A lot of people are going to be riding socially in a yeah. uh, festive season, yes. either in groups or on their own. Some people take long-distance motorbike trips. Uh, a friend of mine recently got himself a nice big fat Harley, and he's very excited. But I'm not sure about his competency levels. Mm. So what, what would you suggest to people? I mean, there are a lot of people now who have probably the means to buy these bikes and go out on these trips. What is the one of the first? Give me two tips um, when you're starting out. And okay. yes, let's say three, because the first one would be make sure that you have a proper license and you have a competency license on top of just being able to ride. Yes. Um, well, obviously your license, you know, these days people just do it on their learners because you can be on the bike for two years on a learners, which does not mean by any means you're competent. All you did was write a little test. Um so that's the first thing. Rather get your K53 practical license as well. It does test a little bit of um, competence as yeah. well. And then safety gear. My word. Right. Uh, helmet. Why do you want to buy a 300 rand helmet when you've got a 150, 200,000 rand motorbike, yeah, you know, yeah, and, yeah. and crash I mean, and. That's the thing. A lot of people, one guy was actually saying to me that, oh, the one thing is that he's just got this, this motorbike and he wants, he doesn't want to ride it with a full helmet because then people won't see and who, you know, and I'm thinking, but if you crash, usually, where you where you hit the floor first is on your your chin. Am I correct? Yeah, your head. Which is I why mean, a full helmet is so important. Yeah, absolutely, it's a big thing. Also, um, had you would probably know hands, gloves. That's a big thing. Um, I think uh, one thing that people seem to forget is the neck brace. Yes, we had an incident not so long ago that one of our riders actually came down. And the neck brace actually, you know, saved his life. Huh? Say, well, I want to say saved his life, but didn't it definitely 
uh, made the injuries far less. Yes, because you don't have the concussion necessary exactly. or the That's breaking exactly happened, of your eh? neck. He, yeah. he didn't, you know, he didn't have any concussion. There's no, he didn't have any whiplash. Uh, and, you know, yeah. it is really, really essential safety care. People okay. think concussion is only hitting your head. It's not. You, you can actually oh. not even hit your head at all. And I have a concussion? And have a concussion. Like I got hit on the shoulder? Well, yeah, it depends on your, the, the amount, force. the force of your neck yeah. pulling oh. back and forth. So and concussion is what exactly? It is um, saying that. your brain that is shuffled around in your in, in your in your um, headspace in your yeah. in your skull, and um, it hits either one or the two sides because it goes back and forth. So okay. the force of that your yeah. brain's your brain's like a jelly. Just in, floating in around floating in that skull around. of yours, exactly. Mm-hmm. So any not worth fo- any, much. <laughs> any force that's uh, that's generated to move your brain in, mm. inside your will cause either some contusion. It's like a blue mark on your yeah. arm. Oh my gosh! Okay, and that happens in your brain, and right now that's concussion. Yeah, I guess I'm just never going to own a motorbike. That's Every time where, we no. hear these things, come on. That's where the memory loss and those things come in, I and, can't and it have is memory quite loss. Look, it's some is short term, you know, some okay, is okay. a little more long term. Here's the thing, right? Then, then what would you recommend the tips of? What time should you go out riding then? That 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 would generally be the best times for avoiding too many cars and the chance of being in an accident. Yeah, that's quite valid. Um, you know, people like to go on breakfast runs. Yeah, ride weekends weekends are quite fine for early morning runs, and then mm. by the time you get back, you know, uh, lunchtime, it's also fine. It's the I think the more 10 o'clock, 19, 11, that's the more peak times. Um, and then again, just after lunch, people want to go home again. So early mornings are fine on bikes. You know, afternoons as well, going back, it, those kind of times are fine. But also choose your roads because some roads that people go on the breakfast run is, is hectic. You know, the, either the road's bad physically or there's trucks. Trucks, trucks is one of the biggest Hazards, I find for bikers. for bikers. Okay, explain how, because I think as someone who's going into biking for the first time, they might not understand this. Well, for one, um, there's if you if you're on a bike and you're doing quite a speed, let's say speed you shouldn't be doing, but over 100 k's an hour, the moment you go past the truck that's quite slow, depending on the wind, that force is very unpredictable when you go past. Oh my you go, yeah, when you go past it and then out the other side, and so many people have have been in trouble because of that. The truck. Actually, uh, creates a vacuum. Okay, and it, um, so it can suck you in. It can suck in. We yeah. have had a lot of incidences. <laughs> um, so there needs to be um, a lot of the riders take chances, and then they want to they want to take a gap between the nice track and, close, and the, yeah, yeah uh, between the track mm. and the oncoming traffic. Okay, and then that oh, that, good that good. in itself just creates a vacuum. And if the wind comes from the side, so you're already compensating for the wind. Mm. Now you are protected by the by the track. Um, so that wind, yeah, suddenly the wind's so gone and suddenly to, it's there. Yeah, now you yeah. need to overcorrect not to hit the track. And mm-hmm. that's when, mm-hmm. you know, but then again, there, uh, it comes with experience. It, it's it does. And then you have the truckers that just don't see you and just, you know, kind of push yeah. you off the road. Yeah. So yeah. The, considering the speeds that the bike goes and yeah. considering the speed that the truck goes, I mean, the truck goes on an uphill, maybe six. It's almost 70. going into a solid wall if something exactly. had to happen. So yeah. there's yeah, dangers, you know, people have to pay attention to that. So avoid any routes with lots of tracks. Number one. Number yeah. two, avoid routes with potholes. I think that would yeah, be. Yeah. Also, another thing is trucks, diesel and those things. Mm, oh, that is the worst thing you can have for a biker. Why is um, that? Diesel is like instant. There's nothing you can do. If it's you, like jelly on the road. Oh, yeah. It's, don't pull brakes. Don't try it. Just pray. No. Really. 
praying triangles straight. Okay, so basically, basically, you know, stay off a lot the, of the a lot of lines. trucks, yes. especially because m- most trucks are diesel anyway. But mm. they do uh, a leak. Spill, yeah. For sure, yeah. for sure. And you know, sometimes um, people wonder why I don't always ride exactly in the mil- middle of my lane, because that is the area where the trucks yeah. spill the yeah. diesel and petrol and cars as well. I will go a little bit more either. I prefer to go more to, to the, the left, left. Yeah. yeah, which is closer to the line. So if I'm in a situation where I got to quickly get out, I'm not going to go off the road onto the you know the grass section of the highway. But I still have a better chance between whatever is on this on the right lane and on the left lane mm. to go in between. This is this is technical though, but this is where the more advanced training comes. I'm in. sorry, like you just made me not want to ever 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 get a bike. No, you know what? Actually, you know what? If I ever get a bike, I'm just going to put it on the back of a trailer and go to Kailami. Just ride it around for Do a little track, bit, put it back, track days. and then go home. It is safer, I'll be honest. <laughs> if I can make an analysis, is you know when you first started riding your or uh, driving your vehicle, mm-hmm. how nervous were you? Heck of a nervous. Okay. It's how the same n- thing. How nervous were you when you first time in traffic? Hectic traffic. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Very Same nervous, thing applies. You know? you know, it comes with it. Now, you know, you are quite confident in yourself and your own driving, and the same thing is going to happen with the bike. Yeah, okay. yeah. It's it's just exposing yourself to to do some decent training, awareness mm. things, um, like this. Don't be look if you absolutely frightened of of a motorbike. Don't do it. Yeah. Then yeah. just don't get one. That's silly. Um, cause the risks are there for sure. You're more exposed, but you know, you were asking earlier about safety aspects. It's, we were talking about the riding gear, um, and, and very important on a bike also is tire pressures. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, you know, people don't realize that your tire pressures, uh, uh, if you're, if you have a flat tire, you can't turn the bike. Mm. Oh, you, okay. you literally got, if, and, and that's important. Tire trade's also important. So there's lots you can do, you know. Okay. Well, here's the thing, right? We've got to go right now because we've run out of time. But, uh, Vilmarie, just yes. if I'm interested in, in, in riding and I want to maybe go from beginner to intermediate to more competent, even if I've been riding for a while, just to get more competent, I know that you have a, a riding school. Yeah. How can I get hold of you? Well, our website is uh, www.sqracing. S okay. for speed, Q for queen. SQRacing.coza. Uh, it, it, it's not a racing academy. The name just comes from me, you know, mm. for all the years of racing. But you can go on the website and see all the different courses. And, and you guys and on Facebook, do. Speed yeah. Queen, SA yes. Speed Queen, is it? Speed Queen Race, yeah. Speed Queen Every, Race. Yeah. So make sure you do that before you get on that new Harley because you don't want to mess it up by falling off it. That's just silly. Don't. And just one quick thing. People, these people that over... Um, underestimate and overestimate themselves. It's always better to underestimate. If you're overconfident, you need to pay attention to that. Okay, and don't get the biggest bike in the shop as your first one. We gotta get out of here. All eyes on me, aka have a super, super weekend. And remember, you can still hit us up on Twitter at Timishamasha at SA Speed Queen and uh, make sure that you get one of those 20 Big Mac meals. We're out of here. Thanks so much for coming. Thanks,